0: Today we continue our sermon series entitled Rules of the Road of Faith. And today's title is You Can't Make Repairs While in Motion. Last week, David talked about the concept of being or feeling empty and how we can't run on empty. Today I'm going to talk about just the opposite, meaning being way overloaded struggling through many, many things and have a need for rest and peace. I'm exhausted. I'm stressed to the limit. Even my bones are tired. I'm drained. I'm running on fumes. I'm just plain burnt out. I think just about everyone in this sanctuary has experienced these feelings. We live in a fast-paced world where we are often overachievers, hurrying to make deadlines, rushing, working too hard, until all our energies are depleted and our well-being is at risk. The stresses that are upon us are daunting. Everyone is confronted with a variety of trials, challenges, and temptations that far exceed our capacity capacity to deal with on our own. Some of us stay connected around the clock to cell phones and emails. We are unable to unplug ourselves. Our brains are so stimulated by the constant electronic glare of computer and television screens that we chase away the experience of any real peace and rest. However, We are not meant to live as isolated individuals who are in complete control. The lesson God desires us to learn is that we surrender our independent, I know it all, view and attitude and become vulnerable to, reliant on, and dependent on God. Much as children are reliant, vulnerable, and dependent on adults. We will find Jesus in that place, ready and willing to help each of us carry out our burdens, carry our loads. I'd like to talk about three issues presented by both, actually, of our scriptures today. The first comes from the language of the verses themselves. In verses 28 through 29 from our scripture from Matthew, Jesus calls calls to us, each of us, Come to me, all of you that are weary and carry heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble at heart, and you will find rest for your souls. At first glance, the call is appealing, for Jesus calls those who are worn out, from carrying a heavy load of spiritual, physical, worldly burdens. He calls for you and me to come and rest. Given the struggles most of us are facing, this is appealing. For when we find ourselves weighed down by things that are troubling, we deeply desire relief. However, Jesus does not offer us help in the way we may want. After all, when we are carrying a heavy weight, our desire may be for Jesus simply to take all that weight off of us. But what we desire and what we need may not be the same thing. God's concern is for our real needs, not our desires. In these situations, we again see that God's ways are not our ways. So Jesus does not promise that the load will be taken away from us. We are instead urged to trust Jesus and place a different weight upon our shoulders. His yoke. With faith in a God who knows all about our loads and helps us carry those loads, we end up with a benefit that lightens our loads and refreshes our souls when we have difficulty in our lives such as financial problems physical or emotional illness a legal matter marital issues or so many more jesus does not say that he will take those problems away he is saying that he will be able we will be able to rely on god to give us the strength and the power to deal with those issues. Jesus knew he was carrying a tremendous weight. He also knew where he could go to get help to carry it. At Luke 515 15-16 we read, The news about him spread all the more, so that the crowds of people came to hear him and to be healed of their sicknesses. But Jesus, often withdrew to lonely places and prayed to God. Now, after he prayed to God, did the press of people around him slow? Did those demanding things of him stop? Absolutely not. In fact, they grew. But was he given the strength and power to continue his ministry? Absolutely yes. Yes. And that continued to grow. Perhaps the greatest example of the reliance upon God by Jesus is in the famous story of him in the Garden of Gethsemane. You know this story. At that location, I'm sure that Jesus knew what was about to happen to him. He would be soon to be arrested. He would go through two trials, would be beaten and tortured and ultimately die a terrible death crucifixion in response Matthew tells us at chapter 5 verses 37 through 39 and he took with him Peter and two sons of Zebedee and they began and he began to be grieved and distressed and then he said to them my soul is deeply grieved to the point of death this is Jesus talking remain here and keep watch with me. He then went a little beyond them and fell on his face and prayed, saying, My Father, if it is possible, let this cup pass from me. But immediately after that said, Yet not as I will, but as you will. He went away again a second time and prayed, My Father, if this cannot pass away unless I drink it, your will be done. Now, we know that the cup was not taken away from Jesus, and he did did experience all that he knew he would. However, he did, did so with such faith and such reliance on God that he went through that terrible experience with such power, such strength, and such fortitude that his reliance upon God became a very deep and meaningful experience for us all. It is still a beacon. Christians today when we experience hardships and suffering the second point of this scripture is that we can receive the wisdom and knowledge of God through the yoke of Jesus Christ if we put on that yoke now we don't see many yokes around the South Bay these days indeed we may forget that a yoke is a wooden bar or frame that joins two animals together so that they can pull a heavy load. It's not only meant for two animals, but something that was used by its owner to train inexperienced animals for their work. A less experienced animal would be teamed with a more experienced one so that the newbie, the new kid, could learn how to pull a heavy weight. The yoke of Jesus provides us an opportunity to learn how we do our own work and the rest and the peace that we can have when we work with him. Through faith, we are partnered with Jesus and taught how to balance and maneuver living life in him in this world. In working with Jesus Christ and receiving his wisdom, and therefore God's wisdom, we can transform our deepest desires into passion for God and to carry out the purpose God has for our lives. The Jewish rabbis at the time of Jesus used the metaphor of a yoke to show wisdom and to describe how Jews were to live the Torah. That meant attempting to follow all 613 rules and regulations that were contained within it. In our scripture, Jesus is calling us to Take my yoke upon you and learn from me. The yoke of Jesus does not burden us or impose impose upon us a set of demands that we can never fulfill. Instead, the yoke of Jesus is easy and the burden is light. For Jesus is gentle and humble at heart. Through the use of his yoke and the wisdom it provides, we will experience the wisdom of God and have rest for our souls. The yoke of Jesus becomes a way of life whose life-giving power transforms the deepest desires that we may have into passion for God's just and merciful existence in the world. The yoke of Jesus, when we take it upon us, will help us deal with our deepest hurts, and deepest pains so that our lives can embody the creative deeds of power as seen in the life of Jesus. In this way, Jesus brings wholeness, completeness, rest, and peace to our lives. Third, the yoke of Jesus invites us into a deep humility. And Jesus knew that such an invitation will not always be easy and eagerly or consistently embraced. And I can personally speak to that. Humility is a difficult thing. Accepting this invitation means we have to work to do, even though there is an easy yoke and a light burden awaiting us. It means admitting right up front that we are not self-made women or men. It means that if we agree to walk this walk with Jesus, we do not have all the answers, in spite what we may think. Sadly, it is the fear of appearing to others to be weak and needy that often keeps us from entering more fully into an open and vulnerable state of working with Jesus, with humility, in his yoke. We need to understand that we are no longer in control. But through Jesus Christ and his yoke, God is in control. Therefore, we should enter into this relationship with an attitude of anticipation that we are about to become something better than we were before this new relationship. We will become someone more complete than we ever could have become on our own when we enter the yoke of Jesus Christ. Humility includes submissiveness to the will and heart of God. What this translates into is trust that frees us from fear. Jesus was able to do this. He was able to surrender to the will of God because he trusted God. He believed that God would work it out and bring good from it. When we trust in God, we lose much of the fear that many people live with. We don't have to struggle at being in control when you know that God is, in fact, in control. The Apostle Paul had been struggling with a weakness in his life and had prayed for God to take it away. At 2 Corinthians 12, 9 through 10, he reports, but he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly about my weaknesses so that Christ's power may rest upon me. That is why, for Christ's sake, I delight in weaknesses, in insults, in hardships, in persecutions, and in difficulties. For when I am weak, then I am strong. There's only one way that Paul could have made a statement like that. He had to have complete trust in God. He realized his weakness caused him to be totally dependent on God. When he was strong, he tried and usually failed to rely on his own strength. But in weakness, he had to live in dependence on God and trust him. Humility means living without fear because we are in the yoke of Jesus Christ. Ralph Waldo Emerson said, A great man is always willing to be little. And his English contemporary John Ruskin wrote, I believe that the first test of a great man is his humility. I don't mean by humility, doubt of his power. But really great men have a curious feeling of the greatness is not of them, but through them. And they see something divine in every other person and are endlessly, foolishly, incredibly merciful. One of my favorite biblical stories illustrating the humility of, that we should not and should be demonstrating in our lives by taking on the yoke of Jesus Christ, comes from the Old Testament book of 2 Kings chapter 5. Therein, a famous general and commander of all the armies of the nation of Aram developed leprosy. That illness not only threatened his life, but also his career and the security of the entire country. The general learns there's a prophet in Israel, by the name of Elisha, who has the power through God to cure leprosy. So the general travels to Elisha's home with a huge amount of money for Elisha and his entire army riding on horses and in chariots. However, when he arrives at Elisha's home, Elisha doesn't even come out of his home to greet him. But instead he sends the messenger, and the messenger says, Go wash in the Jordan seven times and you will be cured. The general's response is a classic for an egotistical and far from humble person. Even though he had just been handed a cure for his dreaded disease, the general is upset with Alicia because he wasn't even shown the proper respect he expected. He thought Alicia would come out of his house, cure him right there, and give him peace and rest from the disease. Instead, the general then left in an egotistical rage and started back for home. He was going to turn his back on a cure just because his ego stood in the way of accepting it. Then, when one of his lowly servants pointed out, uh, "General, you've just been offered a cure. Who cares?" the source from which it comes. So, the general thought, hmm, might be right. He went and washed seven times in the Jordan and much to his surprise, he was cured. Then all of his ego left him and he was filled with humility. He went back to Elisha and accepted Elisha's God as his God. How many people do we know like the general. They are so wrapped up in themselves and their own ego that they fail to see or hear or feel that they can receive help carrying their heavy loads through the yoke of Jesus Christ. So the story Jesus is telling us is that if we truly want rest on the journey of life, we are not to worry about having to carry a load through that life. Instead of worry, We can have peace and we can have rest even while we carry that load because in the yoke of Jesus Christ, we know that God is carrying at least as much of the load as we are and probably more. In the yoke, we are learning the wisdom of God. In the yoke, we learn to be humble and know that God is in control. Then the load is no longer burdensome. It becomes lighter, and it becomes much easier to carry. And therefore, gives us rest and peace, which we all seek. Amen.